Hello there and welcome back. Uh, this is episode two of what is now going to be called Renal 911. Uh, that was a name chosen by a friend of mine, actually by a few friends of mine who suggested it when I put the request out on Instagram to name this podcast. Uh, I literally got so many good ideas for podcast names, I couldn't list them all, but here are a few outstanding ones. Unfiltered, Are You Kidneying Me? Anyone Want a Piece of Me? I Kidney You Not? Donor Kebab, which came in a very close second place. We were literally inches away from calling this podcast Donor Kebab, because that's just fucking funny. Um, and, a, and a bunch of others. So the winner was Renal 911. Welcome to my podcast. Thanks so much for listening and joining me on this journey. Uh, so a few things have happened since the last episode, which I believe I recorded several weeks ago now. Um, being a medical procedure, things are taking a lot of time. And also, you know, we're casually in the middle of a pandemic, as one does. So elective surgery is not really at the top of anybody's uh, priority list. And understandably so, I am not fighting that in the least. So one of the biggest things that's happened since the last episode is that I have completed my what I'm calling the golden ticket voucher list. So as a non-directed donor, I have the opportunity to name uh, or to nominate a few people to basically get a uh, jump to the front of the line free pass should they ever need a kidney transplant down the line. Um, I will not give away their identities. They can choose to do so if they choose. Um, but suffice it to say, uh, it is a range of people who either will need a kidney, you know, 25, 35 years from now, or who might never need one, or who might need one in a year. Um, the only bummer about the voucher system is that if somebody on that list claims the use of the voucher, uh, it negates the other people on the list. So it's it's a literally a first come first served situation, which is a shame, but um, it's a really nice thing that is part of being a non-directed donor, and I'm happy that I was able to get the uh, appropriate paperwork done to get people on this list. So that's super cool, um, and I am delighted that as part of being able to reach out and, and get people on this golden ticket list, I got to reconnect with a few people that I hadn't spoken to in a long time, and uh, that was really lovely in and of itself. So it, it, really, it really made me feel like I was affecting more lives than than just the person that I will be donating to which makes me feel good and hey feeling good about oneself is a feeling that is so few and far between these days we grasp onto it whenever we can right so actually just earlier today I went in for one of the very last things um, that I need to do that has to be done sort of well in advance of the actual donation which is still looking like uh, I guess at this point it'll probably be closer to middle of February um, which is fine. Um, I did one of the last uh, blood panels today. I had to donate a bunch of blood to um, get it tested for all sorts of technical terms that I did not quite understand. Something cryo, something. It has to do with antibodies, basically. So uh, with whatever donor they match me up with, it helps them understand what sort of antibodies already exist in my bloodstream um, so that they can find the best candidate who has the most matches of antibodies in their own blood. Or so I am told. I, I trust that they know what they're doing. I did not understand most of the words. Uh, all I know is that I gave a lot of blood today. <laughs> so I'm feeling a little loopy. I feel I feel fine, but um, a little sleepy. Not gonna lie. Probably gonna hit the hay relatively soon, even though it's 5.15 in the afternoon. 
I'm also an old person, so I like to sleep, what can I say? But perhaps the biggest piece of news that is not necessarily kidney-related, but is, is a massive fucking deal. I got the COVID vaccine yesterday. Uh, yesterday would be January 12th, 2021. I am Team Moderna. I did not have a choice of Moderna or Pfizer. I found out which one I was getting when I got there, but... So there you go. I'm Team Moderna. Uh, I got the first dose yesterday. I have another uh, appointment scheduled for February 9th to get the second dose. And then all current literature says that after six weeks, you are fully immune as it stands now, which is to say that I could be fully immune to this motherfucking virus in like early April. I do not know what the repercussions of that would be. I have, I am of course going to continue wearing a mask. I will continue to wear a mask even after I am immune. Um, because as I'm pretty certain that the majority of, of the populace will not be immune, I want to, you know, still send the, the message that it's important to wear a mask. Um, it's kind of a pain in the ass for me. It's always been a pain in the ass. Anybody who says that wearing a mask isn't a pain in the ass is, is trying to put on a brave face. But uh, no, fully support masking and I will still continue to do so. But the knowledge that I will be immune is going to just feel real good. And frankly, since I'm still planning to, you know, be a kidney donor before I am fully immune, at least I'll be partially immune uh, by the time I donate. So that will uh, lessen a little bit of the stress I've been feeling about, you know, being in a hospital during a pandemic voluntarily. Um, one of the things that has sort of kept me going on this journey despite the pandemic is that, you know, the frustrations that I feel. Luckily, I have not contracted COVID this entire time. Um, so my life has been, you know, frustrating, but not in any way life-threatening. I have not been ill this whole time. And, and it just, anytime I feel frustrated about it or even scared about going into the hospital, I think about people who are on dialysis, you know, and, and the different ways that people who have chronic kidney um, diseases or issues, the way that, that, you know, even under the best circumstances, their quality of life is affected. And now in the pandemic, they're, they're compromised, you know, they have a pre-existing condition. So any mild frustrations that I feel are paltry in comparison to them. Um, so the sooner they can get a transplant, the better. And I trust that the doctors at Wild Cornell are going to be taking the best care of me possible. And I know that my roommate will be very nice and carry heavy things for me for a few weeks um, while I'm in recovery. So even though I am admittedly, you know, a little nervous about going into the hospital during a pandemic, I think it's going to be okay. So the COVID vaccine, um, one of my thousands of side jobs is that I... I'm an actor in the simulation lab at a hospital in Teaneck, New Jersey at Holy Name Medical Center, uh, where I essentially, I, I work very sporadically. It's probably five to 10 hours a month on a case-by-case -case basis. And uh, I come in with a scenario, you know, your name is Mary Smith and you are 70 years old and you are a type 2 diabetic and you're having these symptoms and you da 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 And then the doctors and nurses in training come in and assess my situation and figure out the best course of action. And I, it's, it's all improv with like a little bit of structure to it. It can be really fun. Um, it varies. <laughs> uh, 
But because I am technically a worker in a hospital, I apparently fall under the umbrella of being a healthcare worker. And, you know, when when I first found out about who was qualifying for the first round of vaccinations, I, I had this moment of like, I wonder if if that counts. I, you know, I am technically technically I work for a hospital, but I, I was not going to push the subject like there are people who need it way more, you know, urgently than I do. Uh, but, you know, so it was always something that was kind of in the back of my head. But then yesterday morning, I got an email from my supervisor and she was like, hey, Barry, just reaching out to see if you're interested, if you're interested. She used the word interested. If you're interested in getting the COVID-19 vaccine, I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, I am interested in getting the COVID-19 vaccine. Oh, my God. So I gave her a call uh, and she was like, great, you know, let's go ahead and schedule an appointment for you for the first dose. When are you available? And I said, can I come in today? She goes, yeah, what time? So, you know, boom shakalaka. um, At about 4.15 yesterday, I rolled up to beautiful scenic Teaneck, New Jersey, and I got my first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, It didn't hurt. I mean, you know, it's a needle. It didn't hurt any more than a normal needle. Um, there's a little bit of soreness in my arm. And honestly, that is the only side effect I have had this whole time. I was fully, fully prepared to feel like shit for the next like 48 hours. Cause I know that that's pretty common in terms of people getting vaccinated. Toco Madera, I have not felt ill at all. And it has been now more than 24 hours since I got the vaccine. Um, I generally don't have any sort of negative reactions to vaccines. The only one that I ever felt wonky was um, I had to get yellow fever vaccine back in like 2014 or 15 before I worked on a cruise ship where I was going to be going to Thailand and Myanmar and India and a bunch of other places that were on the list for, you know, you need to be vaccinated for that. And I got that vaccine and I tried to stand up and I was like, wow, (laughs) like the whole room started spinning. Um, but I mean, even that effect lasted for like five minutes, maybe. And that was the extent of it. So, you know, nothing for nothing, but like, maybe I'm just like a superhero when it comes to vaccines. I'm just very strong. (laughs) But yeah, so, uh, all, all my silliness aside, I have received the first dose of the vaccine and I am exceedingly grateful for it. Um, it's just I'm I'm excited to see what how how this rollout goes forward. I, I sincerely hope that by the time this podcast drops, more people will have been vaccinated and, and we will be well on our way to achieving herd immunity and I can travel again. <laughs> God. Oh, that is the thing I miss the most. So Uh, so yeah, so at the very least though, I will be, I will have a little bit more of a line of defense when it comes to my actual donation. So the blood panel that I gave today should take about a week to process. And, uh, at that point, my coordinator, the sainted Judith Hamilton will reach out to me and kind of look at my availability for the three to four weeks after that and see what day we can schedule for the actual slice and dice. <sighs> um, yeah, it's it's crazy to think that this journey that I started five, six, seven years ago, something like that, it's been a minute. It's been a real long minute. 
um, is, is finally going to happen in the middle of a pandemic. But you know what? YOLO. <laughs> so yeah, um, next episode hopefully will be with an actual date in my hot little hands. So thank you for joining me and I will catch up with you guys soon. Stay safe, be good, make good choices, be well. <laughs>